Well, thank you for educating me on what Eskimo brothers are. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, that's how it originated because you know you're sharing one hole. You know that everybody's in the in the tent and they've got their their you know ice fishing. It's I mean, obviously you can't drill numerous holes and take all that effort for everyone. So everyone just shares. Is that how we're really starting out the show tonight? <laughs> well, I mean, what do you? Well, he Murdoch's confused because. Obviously, if you both slept with the same woman, you would be Eskimo brothers. But sure, if you and you'd both be, get and you'd be in the EBDB, Eskimo <laughs> brother database, obviously. Okay. But if you both get BJ's from the same woman, that that's not Eskimo brothers, right? Well, oh I, but my it, God. I just think it's another style because you're still sharing the same hole. Well, not the same hole, a different hole. A dis- no, it's the same hole. No, I mean you're sharing the same hole. Oh, oh, yes, it's, yes, it's a different, yes, it's a different fishing hole, but it's. A, I guess you would still be Eskimo brothers. You just so. gave Murdoch permission to be an Eskimo brother. I think you did. Welcome back to the Don't Comply Show, where the forecast for tonight is alcohol, low standards, and poor decisions. <laughs> is that going to be uh, coming in from the West uh, in a very... Uh, over the Rockies. Over the Rockies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm already spilling beer on myself here, and I need a refill, so... <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to set it off right. I hope everybody is enjoying themselves and they've got their own beer. Unless, you know, you're on your way to work. And then I hope you at least have a backup or a 40 uh, to get you there. Because the commute here in Dallas is a bitch. Based show. We need your support. You can go to don'tComply.rocks to shoot a little change our way to help us keep this going. I'm Phoenix Horton. Sitting in with me is Murdoch Pizgotti and Matthew Short, and we are here to educate the masses. Hello. Don't <laughs> Get your rocks off. Wait, no, no, it's just rocks. Okay. Oh, also, we got to mention. Uh, if you follow us in any way, shape, or form, uh, some of our recent events, you've seen us rocking some awesome Don't Comply shields, and those are now up for sale. You yourself can have a Don't Comply Riot shield. Go over to don'tComply.com, and you can buy one. Well, we're going to get into that in the show tonight, too. Oh, yes. Yeah, and uh, we will be having a event shortly here in a couple weeks where we're going to break them out again. <laughs> Yay! I had this recent uh, revelation this week. I was watching one of these sovereign citizen guys oh who is sitting Don't. in his car uh. saying how he has the right to not have a license plate, to not have a driver's license or insurance or any of these things. Yeah, yeah, and he's yeah. telling it to the cops. Yeah. And he's explaining, I have these rights, I'm a sovereign citizen, I'm a human, I don't have to abide by your licensing. And the cops drag him out and handcuff him <laughs> and, and lock him in prison. Uh-huh. And, and, and that's when I realized that sovereign citizens are exactly like transvestites. Well, uh, obviously. I mean, sure. <laughs> yeah. Just because you say Wait, please you, explain. Just because you say you are something does not make it so. You can say, I'm a sovereign citizen. I'm a female. I'm a unicorn. These things don't make it so. Yes, it would be nice if you were a sovereign citizen, no. but you exist in a country with armed thugs, a gang of individuals that do not agree that you are a sovereign citizen. So how are you going to go about I, your life and yeah, do anything about that? I think you're going at this wrong. I think you almost nailed it. Yeah? I, I think it is just like a transvestite. But the, the fact is you can call yourself something, and you may actually be that, 
but it doesn't change how other people react to that and what other people do. People, uh, people yes. don't have to respect that. Like the thing with the actress, and, and it says in the article, actress, uh, but she was a genderless actress, and the New York Times or some shitty post uh, wrote an article that called it uh, her, and, she, and like everybody lost their fucking minds. Like it was. I heard something about this, but I don't know what it's about. Yeah, basically, this actress, again, they used the word actress. Uh, wants to be not be called she because it, it is a genderless actress. Again, so she, actress. She looked genderless, or is she a feminist where we're I just mean, not like using a, terms? It's like one of those like bald, skinny girls that uh, <laughs> that just you know. I mean, you, obviously, you can tell it's a girl. Bald and skinny, the two worst attributes of women. Right. <laughs> hey, 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 hey! Just because you like a little little some meat on the thick bros. ladies, nah. Mm. Anyhow, so I think it's along those lines. Just, I, you know, I'm not saying that you are aren't an Apache helicopter if that's what you want to claim to be, but the other people don't have to call you that or respect that you need jet fuel to refuel instead of food. <laughs> like, like none of that matters to the rest of the world. And it's the same as a sovereign citizen. You know, Just you may be sovereign. Taking you, a gas <laughs> pump up is right. <laughs> you may very well be sovereign. You may very well have these rights. That doesn't change a thug with a gun pointing in your face. His action. It doesn't change his action one bit. So you can hooga booga and say whatever spell or trance that you want at this person. They still are pointing a gun at you. So, it, well, I mean, what are you going to do? Just like in the, in the state of Texas, we could say, we have the right to bear arms. Yay. Yeah, sure. Take your ass down there, pass a background check, pay him $40, and yeah, then you have a right. Well, Because that's what lowered. they tell you. But it was lowered to 40 I oh, mean, I come on. And everybody's celebrating. Yay. Oh, it's $100 <laughs> off of our slavery license now. <laughs> now I only have to pay you $40 to be a slave and carry a gun. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Yeah, you got to love this where, where the... The person that you have the Stockholm Syndrome from that has kept you in this state of slavery has stolen these rights from you, decides to sell it back, and people rejoice. And, and, and you know, I think, it, I, think, I think that people should rejoice when they're getting a portion of their rights back. I think that's great. But to stop at that and go, oh, well, now, now we're free is just asinine. You know, if... If that's the end of the road, unless everybody proclaimed their freedom that way, well, I mean, everybody can say I'm free. It doesn't change a whole bunch of shiny badge, blue costume thugs with guns and more guns in you and more steel cages in you. Otherwise, the only thing I learned from this conversation so far <laughs> is that Phoenix <laughs> likes his pizza like he likes his woman full of meat, and you like have fruit on yours. <laughs> um, that's a great analogy, sir. <laughs> Only on my what pizza. kind of man eats pineapple on a pizza? Come on, I think I. If you, I don't want to refer to last week's where I threatened to punch everybody in the face, but it's almost to that point already <laughs> with the pizzas. I just because I like pineapple and Canadian bacon. Come on, I had other items on there too. I had. There is something to be said about the sovereignty movement on one legal there is standard. Something where, to be said about fruit on pizza, where you have you have people who are having their footprints put on um, on their birth certificates and issued Social Security numbers. This was done back in 1913 by the Federal Reserve, but that system is what rules over us from before six, six, six. From before where you know. we were alive at this point in time already. And so there's an argument there to be taken away from the Federal Reserve and them owning our lives and trading in our names and everything. But if you go up against the Admiralty Courts with with just that argument yourself, 
they're going to smash your face in right, right there. So, so a little tidbit side note: uh, the the U.S. Code six 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 did end up being the actual law that connected your social security numbers to banks and your identity and tied it to your whole um, everything about you and all of the money systems. So right, they're trading humans, in the souls of men. All humans in America were numbered it, under the bill six six six. The bill six or the no the U.S. Code six 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 was actually the law that turned your nine digits number into you. Yes, they're trading in the souls of men. So as as funny as that is, and as, and as much as you know, people like to build up this numerology thing. Like there are so many points that that are ring true. That's just because they're trolling us. I, well, I know, I know, <laughs> I know this, and you know, I think it, it's a very easy way to distract people, get them on lifelong missions of Maroon. oh, this this hidden Illuminati stuff, where that's not really the point. And that and that's not the end goal, and, it, and that is a a symptom, and it's a it's just a guise that they're using to keep people taxation is theft, <laughs> and and to steal people's. This is the real way that it steals people's energies and their life energy force is by creating these other false facades that people chase after their whole lives, thinking that they're going to somehow, if they could reveal the that that crazy Illuminati. Uh, a, a ritual that they did out at, at the uh, at the forest groves that AJ saw um, that somehow they would bring light to this and then everybody would take over and and murder these people and and get rid of the bad guys and and we win and it's a happy ending but none of that's going to happen. We've discussed this on our show quite a few times and there is a certain extent to that where the public needs to know more about common law and dealing with the the admiralty law systems that we have where the courts look like, like a ship on the inside and the captain who wears a black dress decides the fate of the crew that's inside his court and whatnot. The real way to get around this is to actually create a trust and you can put your guns in your trust. You can put your, your social security number, your, your birth certificate within these trusts. This is why things like the Clinton foundation this sounds is, like some is able to get some shit. It is, it is, it, but it's very legal shit that you can get into that's why the Clinton Foundation and others are getting away with some things legally that they normally wouldn't get away with because they have their money and their ability to uh, argue what their personal uh, corporate name is and everything through their trust. Now, what happens so now, if I so put now my the gun trust, in a trust? Well, see, now, your, your gun is now your gun is now a part of the trust. Now, see, it is owned by the trust, and the state can't take it. The whole thing, like a corporation, which is like a fictitious person right so like it's responsible for the money that's owed on a lawsuit instead of me mm-hmm. same thing with the trust and like like i can't personally own some types of machine guns or or or, or but your trust machinery could. but a trust can so you form a trust and they own the guns and the other items so it's a very it's been proven to be a very legal uh way to work through Laws that yeah. prevent you from doing things. But dealing with a cop on the side of the road and telling him how sovereign you are is going to do nothing but make him think that you're a terrorist, and then he's going to want to beat your head in on the bumper. Because if you got sure, that gun sure. on your hip and say, "But it's in a trust. It's in a trust. <laughs> this well, is actually, not my gun." Well, and actually, when, when we've had people come out and bring some of those type of uh, weaponry with them, they have the paperwork's folded up mm. with them at all times because of that issue. Because it's so such an instance of. Uh, you're about to to go be black bagged into our Chicago black site prisons. 
in, until they pull out the paper. It's a good way to avoid like the death tax. And if you leave money to your kids, it's a good way to, to leave money without it being taxed. It's almost like a 501c3, but a personal trust is the same way of getting outside of the tax code where you can leave stuff for your family or you can have things involved financially, monetarily, and property without it being under your name. Now it's more sovereign because it's outside of the corporate law. Hmm. Yeah, I guess you could. There's all these workarounds, but at the end of the day, it's that side of the road interaction with the cop. Yes. That either puts your ass in jail or not. And it depends well, on whether they don't had talk, a good Don't day talk to a monkey about a the science day. of bananas. Well, right. <laughs> <laughs> what? I've I, I never just, heard that before. I just pulled that out of my back pocket right now. I don't believe that. Google that. <laughs> I, no, that yeah, that no. That was a highly intelligent analogy. <laughs> that was amazing. I want that on a t-shirt with with a cop. Trademark. Trademark. Don't apply. <laughs> Something about bananas and science and monkeys. I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah, but, and, and on the back of the shirt, it'll just say it's science it's science <laughs> oh make notes i'm making notes now okay. yeah, i forgot what i was saying oh. <laughs> aloe totally. please make note to make shirt saying do not discuss with monkeys the science of bananas <laughs> genius i think i i think what we're witnessing is matthew <laughs> Was drinking tea most of the day oh, instead of beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, that is it. Normally, by the time he gets here, he's had a good six, <laughs> twelve pack. And 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 the 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 normal there daily, might actually like, be an intelligent man on side of Matthew There's like Short. Ha- half a bottle of scotch that usually gets in there first. <laughs> well, I decided I would try out alcoholism for a while, and <laughs> you know, um, actually, I've been. Um, I'm not gonna lie, I was drinking this week too. Yeah. But uh, but I've been exercising, eating better, and whatnot. I actually got back down to my target weight of 200 pounds um, at six foot this week, and I've been working on that after having broken ribs this winter and whatnot. And I also didn't want to embarrass myself like I did on last week's show. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't embarrass? No, it was no. fun. It was, it was fun, and and I did want to argue some of those points with you guys more, but, but you know, the, uh, we only have so much time to put all this in here. I mean, our show style. I mean, we are sitting here drinking massive amounts of beer and get. Nice and warmed up. I'm only on my second one. Oh, By on. the way, did August, you drink one of these blondes? I didn't. What the hell? I know I didn't drink an extra beer. Is it, is it in that uh, koozie right there? Nope, that's one of my... I could have sworn I'm only on my second one, and there's already like four gone. I didn't go into an alternate universe and drink half of that mm-hmm. six-pack. Well, then you get mm-hmm. one of these mosaics because they're higher alcohol. I don't care who drinks them. I was just... Who wants one? It was just really confusing to me because I th- there were several missing, and I thought I would only drink one. It must have been one of the dogs. I don't know. Must have been. Oh, I'm good. Since we don't have commercials, we have to do our beer runs in the middle of. Uh, yeah, we the used show to be right able now. to. Uh, I've already got a stack over here. I was prepared. I have two in a koozie right next to my desk, so I don't even have to get up. How do you fit two in one koozie? I think I saw a show on. <laughs> oh my god! On a website about that. <laughs> two beers, one koozie. <laughs> oh my god. Girls, minds are back, back to in the Eskimo this Brothers. Yeah, so, so back to back to that. Oh yeah! Thanks for bringing the mosaic, dude. Yeah, no problem. Mm-hmm. It's one of my really, favorite beers these days. Do you really have to get permission to Eskimo Brother, or is that just a common courtesy thing? You never have to get permission. Okay. Well, I mean, it seemed like you were respecting getting Matthew's permission. Well, I mean, as permission. long as it's not rape. No, I mean, I mean permission from the girl. Yeah. Well, no. yeah, yeah. I mean, the girl, obvious. For that, you got to ask. 
I'm that, not trying to violate that's what the, the judge though. told me anyways <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's what the court documents say <laughs> i think it'd be a common courtesy to not uh if there's some sort of relationship to not involve yourself that way but i mean unless know, it's bro, like you bro know code. all in the same evening bro code yeah yeah i mean you know some polyamorous shit's i you know unless yeah. there was a pre-agreement and you know that was already said right right no, but if it if it's a past thing, then then you don't have to get any permission. Okay, I, I mean, think it also would lead down into um, will my friend punch me in the face for this? Oh, I mean that's always like a yeah. I There's mean always the, pos- the possibility the hosts, of consequences. Right? It's kind of like being a sovereign citizen. <laughs> you can do it. There may be consequences, but you can do it. Okay, okay. okay oh, okay, the, oh, okay, the side okay. of the road interaction. Yeah. Is that what we're getting back to here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it all makes sense. So do you want to do a news article before I get into another issue I've got with, with this other person right over here, Math? You, uh, news is what did so I do boring. This week? No, no, there was there was there was an offline debate that you and I started um, oh my in God. a private chat. Let's do this. And then you brought it to the public for an opinion, but you slanted the proposition the way you presented it. So there was an entire thread for hours where everybody was hammering n- not even the point. Because like, you're a misogynistic okay. pig that just looks at things one okay, way. Okay, I think news can wait. <laughs> but no, it, it had no... Everybody would... It wasn't even the point of Let's what I was Let's just air our dirty laundry right here on Who Yoga originally Price brought... Show. Murdoch brought it up originally, did. didn't he? Yeah. No, okay. No, we were having a conversation. No, yes, he, he started... You brought it in a, a text no, message to me. He started a private Matthew, conversation yeah. Yeah, I did. Between, I between multiples of us, and he was like, hey, guys. Well, I'll tell you why. Hey, guys, don't you think this is weird? Okay, I'll tell you why. Doesn't this make you feel dirty? No, here he is slamming again. Let's, uh, all right, we need to we need we need a little cleanse here before I start this. Okay, let's take it back to the let's start. Take it back. Right, go ahead and take a drink of my beer. So there. <laughs> so numerous people that I had known over over the last years, Matt included, mm-hmm. are you know come out and they post about oh I'm on a date with my daughter and, and I'm going to do take her to dinner and movies and blah, 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 and Mm -hmm. typical date functionalities with their daughters. And so that this particular day last week, Virgil from cell 411 posted the same picture with him and his daughter. And I'm just, and nothing against him. And that picture wasn't creepy or, or anything to that effect. You know, I just got a twisted mind, but I'm just like, all right, (laughs) look, take note of that one. When, when all like looking at it from the outside, like if I didn't know these people and I saw some old guy with a little girl saying, "Hey, I'm taking her out on a date." In this today's society, it's it's messed up. It's twisted. Well, they usually people specify are, a dad daughter date. Wait, wait, and let me let me ask one thing real quick, Murdoch. Do you have children? No, but I was a kid at one point, so I can speak from experience. How many so. dad-daughter dates did you go on as a child? <laughs> well, you don't know. You weren't born. You leave. You leave me alone. So, so the issue is, we've got. You wear a dress when you're when you're. We've little. got a fucked up society with a lot of twisted people out there. A lot of this is really prominent in today's world. That maybe you should start using a different word because when you say you're out on a date with your daughter. And people see it that it can be misconstrued because you're taking her out to movies and dinner like what a normal guy does before he fucks his date. But that's only if you think a date can only be applied to getting sex later. No, but but these events because I have are, dates, I have meetings no, that are dates. No, in my meetings different. Look, when you're doing the same exact dinner 
and movie that you do before you go and try to fuck everybody on a actual date when you're doing the same lead up events to the fucking <laughs> it you should use a different word if if you're not if your end res- goal is not the fucking like that's all i'm saying you know i like, i'm recently a father as far as my sorry, oldest daughter X-rated, my uh, oldest daughter is show. 6 years old and i had to go on my first daddy daughter dance and i always did think they were a little weird okay. I, I agree yeah 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 it just seemed strange but it's really not you know I went to this dance. There's a hundred other dads with their daughters there. And most of the times the daughters didn't even want to dance with us. They all wanted to dance together <laughs> right, right. to Macarena or whatever the hell's going on. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I guess it's just part of being a dad. You do weird shit. You wipe a little person's ass five times a day. You yeah, no, <laughs> do and, just all these things you don't want to do, but it's part no, of life. And to, and to the people involved, it's normal and it's natural. But in today's society, you're using a word that is not 90% of the time associated with something that doesn't end in fucking. So but words don't mean anything anymore in this society. You can be a boy, I, a girl, a sovereign citizen. But see, I've been out on a lot of dates, and what's in my mind when I go out on a date is something that I don't want to have to think about when you say you're going on a, a date with your daughter. Like, when, when I think about going on a date, I'm just saying the world think something different y'all with kids may think that it's all just cute and whatever but you're using a bad word and you need to change it right now folks all right leave it to murdoch leave it to murdoch to start out the show with um the same fishing hole and eskimo brothers and then and then leading into people not being able to have dates with their daughters my daughter is is 16 years old and i grew up very quickly at 18 when i had a daughter and i had to i i had the chance to go to college and do different things with my life but no i had to start working i had to grow up very quickly and be mature and now that i'm 35 and i have a 16 year old daughter who is an amazing young lady and is gonna have a college education by the time she leaves high school i've been trying to help her direct her to do education to do sports to do other things and yes taking my daughter out on a date on a certain level is trying to perform an act with my daughter. You're trying to perform an act with your daughter? I'm going to punch you in the face, and I'm not drunk like I was last week. Because I want to show her the right way that a man should be treating her, to open a door for her, to take her to a nice place. And especially this last week or two when I talked about this and was taking my daughter out on a date, she was getting an award for academic achievement. All right, so what about a date and training camp or something like you're still using the don't word even, date? Don't even make me sound like an asshole coming <laughs> off to say, let me finish what I'm saying. Because I, <laughs> like I let you ramble on through your thing. Yes, sir. But at a certain level, I do want to show this young lady Gosh. how a man should be treated and and how they how I want them to go on a date. Right, yeah. No, I, I get that part of it. Yeah. But and, and trust me, I've had that conversation that don't let anybody just talk to you because they're trying to get in your panties. Right. But so, again... What happened online was the conversation went into, well, I think you should spend time with your kids and, and it's important for them to, like, all of these other factors that have nothing to do with the, what I'm you trying to You just don't say. like the word. I just don't like the word because it's, it's used in a different context most of the time. If you and have daddy you issues, then contact for a date with Murdoch Piscotti <laughs> at Don't Comply. Dot rocks? Is that what it is? <laughs> oh, that's that's where you can go for the Patreon. Uh, oh, yeah. Donation. Yeah, go go fund that, too. I'll tell you what my boss <laughs> likes to tell me. He says there's reasonable people that are shaped by the world, and then there's unreasonable people that expect the world to be shaped around them. 
And you're definitely an unreasonable person. (laughs) 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 All right, so let's let's get some news. (laughs) Stop hearing our opinions on it. He's giving up on that one. Stop stop trying to date your daughter, Matt. I I said my piece. Let's move on. (laughs) Creepy ass. All right, back to you. Quit being a creepy ass. <laughs> I'm not the one we're just trying I'm to go out on to dates make, with my daughter. Yeah, we're trying to make good education for them not to go out with guys like you. <laughs> Murdoch is a wholesome true. man, and all he wants to do is double tap the holes you've been in. That's oh, it. That's not true. That's it. That's not asking much. Oh my it's god. Not true at all. <laughs> this is why we don't have any listeners. <laughs> this is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> We're like, oh, God, we know what you guys are really up to now. <laughs> Holy shit. Not. Not. <laughs> so uh, it makes good show content. <laughs> there you go. One of my repeating mantras has been the how there's, there's so many levels of government. You have city, state, federal, and they're all just all day long. They're making laws. They're making laws. There's no end to sight of how many laws we need. No, just one more law. Just yeah, one just more. one more law and we'll all be safe. And there's this layer and layer and layer of laws that happens. And so that at any point in time, if you piss off a police officer, there is a law they can find to put you in jail. Somewhere. If yeah. you piss them off. Just like a few weeks ago, I was talking about the statewide ban on texting that's happening in Texas. There's already distracted driving laws. They can pull you over and they can ticket you for driving distracted with having your phone up in your face. They don't need a whole nother law about texting and driving, but that just gives them a whole nother layer to lock people up to write tickets. So DUIs are, there's already reckless driving. There's already all these other laws. You know, you hit somebody, you injured somebody. All these other things exist, but they're constantly making more and more reasons down to, yeah, like you say, if you piss someone off, oh, I think I smell marijuana. We've got to do a body cavity search now. Mm-hmm. 30,000 new laws Boom. a year. Well, I, t- I told you last week on last week's show that the FAA has lost control over drones, that they are considered now model aircraft, and they can't license them anymore. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't matter because they still have a whole nother set of laws they can use against people. So here we now have a drone journalist facing seven years in prison for filming and documenting the Dakota pipeline protest. Okay, so a journalist that documented a protest. He was flying his drone around over the protest, over the police and documenting it. Okay. He's now been arrested for felony charges for endangering the public. Okay. That he was flying Wait, his this, drone. Is this the guy that they shot his drone down with a with a rocket? Oh, I didn't see anything a, a like that. A rocket going towards protesters would be just as dangerous it, as anything have, else. Have you seen what some of these drones can do? Like, there has literally been people who have decapitated themselves flying drones. Really? Have like slit their arteries and died. Well, now they are saying that because he flew it over people that it was a felony charge of reckless endangerment and a misdemeanor count of physical obstruction to a government function. He restricted the government somehow? Somehow with his drone. Okay. Maybe they couldn't go into the area because he was flying his drone. Oh, he does have a neck tattoo. But it was too dangerous for them? He does have a neck tattoo, which means he's... Well, he's guilty then. He's probably guilty. And (laughs) I do actually have a legitimate... Uh, bias against people with neck tattoos. 
If I was a crazy dictator like Kim Jong Un, uh-huh. and you came up to me with a neck tattoo, yeah. I would execute you. Yeah, I'm sorry for sure. Yeah, like you when you're getting that neck neck tattoo and you're sitting in that chair, you say, "I no longer wish to have a respectable job or to participate in this society in any way, shape, or form. I'm a piece of shit." Well, you know, uh, I had a, actually a, an ex girlfriend that wanted to get one, and I was like, you know, keep some dignity yeah to, to yourself my wife tells me all the time she yeah, wants yeah. these tattoos like on her fingers or some shit yeah. i'm like no hey no 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 it's tattoos. not happening no knuckle tattoos are cool you just leave, <laughs> leave alone i, I don't i'm think probably it's a gonna, knuckle tattoo i don't remember what she wants i'm probably gonna get or some on her wrist some or something anyway back just, to the back so, to the story so, i want to so let me finish now that we're separated, I really hope she does get the neck tattoo. Mm. Okay, go ahead. You should fund it. <laughs> oh, you should send her a gift certificate. Go, go to find me oh, for my ex-girlfriend's neck tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going up. It's going Back up. to the Dakota. But access. they say this is based on his, his ability to fly. If he was flying responsibly or if he was flying recklessly is what they have to prove in court. Oh, uh, so if there's now going to be a test for flying, then you can fly over people? Or if you fly over a cop and he just happens to feel like I would like to arrest that guy. Then he says, you were flying that recklessly. You were flying that above my head and that could have fallen and cut me and gave me a boo-boo and I feared for my life. So actually what has happened recently, uh, one of my friends was flying his drone and the system blanked out while he was flying it. It pops up with a message that says... Um, you are in a, restrict, uh, a restricted area too close to a government what? building, and it shut down the system. Had he been mid-flight, it would have crashed and actually could have injured plenty of people. But he happened to have been close to the ground at the moment that it updated with his location to whatever spot, and the system shut down automatically because he was in his particular spot. All um, those side stories are great, but I think that the one we're talking about right now is from the Dakota Access Pipeline. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And where all these I miners did, but they're were related. crying about an oil line. <clears throat> what say you, Matthew? Matt, you're going to need some scotch for this one. <laughs> Where's the scotch? <laughs> what? There's thousands of effing oil lines running through every part of this country. Why are they <laughs> such babies about one running there's, by them? There's actually gas lines and stuff running there's like just miles away from where there's they were. There's probably at. a one under your damn house. Sure, probably. Sure. sure. What's the problem? What's the deal? <laughs> <laughs> What's the issue, man? Well, this this particular this particular protest had lots of different issues on it. There were um, points in time where there were Soros people out there who were helping protest. There were people who were actually worried about the land and the water. Um, the girl I've been seeing uh, all this winter and everything, she went up there and took supplies up to them and discussed how some of the Indians were who? Oh, yeah, never mind. Native Americans. <laughs> I believe. I'm just not even going to talk on this show No, anymore. we're listening. I'm no, very intrigued. Finish the story. No, I just want to know why it's such a big deal. Yeah, no, we we need your insight from the person you've been dating. That wasn't was part he dating of the story. A Native American? Part of the story was why I was looking into it. Oh. <laughs> See what happens when you pull the third wheel into two brothers having a conversation on a show? I was trying to get into actual issues. I and tried to listen. I legitimately want to know why. They, so, so there was... So she inco- she encountered some drones. While Interrupt the much? <laughs> All right, Matt has left the studio. I'm trying to listen. I can't help it that Murdoch's rude. I am very rude, and I will I will take full responsibility for Matt leaving the studio. Jeez, just left us hanging. Well, 
See, now I'm, I'm at kind of a loss because he was the only one that had any insight into the, the Dakota pipeline. Yeah, I didn't. I never really got the whole, uh, no, just the whole complaint about it. I realized that it was but, close to Native American is, land. It was potentially going near a waterway. But this, but this is another sovereign citizen issue of the Indians going, hey, this is our land and, and it should be respected. And a bunch of blue line gang thugs with guns and shiny badges saying, oh, we're going to do whatever the hell we want. And, you know, what is the end result? It's always going to be the person with the most guns in the most steel cages. And they got their way. Obviously. I mean, it's this pretend of the same things they do with our rights. Oh, we'll pretend we give you gun rights. Oh, we'll pretend that you have the freedom to speech unless you step on our feet. Yeah. Or unless our as long as you don't mess with us. Yeah. Yeah. As long as there's not secret service yeah. within yeah, a hundred mile yeah, radius. Then you don't really have the right to, to guns. And then you really don't have the right to free speech. But we'll make a nice little cage for your free speech that you can stand in. Mm-hmm. I mean, but you're free. You, you, you're free. All right. Matt is back in the studio, so I'm going to uh, heed the rest of my time. This is why we need to talk to, about his violent I know. We're, oh, we're getting to that. Oh, okay, okay. So anyways, uh, I, I, I will... Oh, you mean uh, talking about quelling people's free speech? I will concede the rest of my time to... We're still discussing. Uh, the representative that. from uh, <laughs> from Branson, uh, Matthew Short. We're still discussing Red Oak, Bigfoot, Wolfman's land. The point that I was going to get to without spilling out the whole story was these protesters were using um, the ability to have cameras and to have drones to find out what the opposition was doing. And they were using that as a tool of their protest. We even came up upon that at the Katy Trail where the Dallas detectives came and tried to tell us we couldn't be using drones to film part of what was going on. They wanted to follow us around. They wanted to do intel on us. And one of the things that the government always controls is the air. Because from the air, you can see different things. You can you can attack different things. You can, you can use ground. weaponry. It's a high ground. Yeah, it's the modern-day high ground. That's why America has the high ground that we have. Yeah, so for them, for them doing, and this is the point that I was trying to get to, for them using this against this man is legitimately trying to attack the ability for people to protest and find out what's going on to the point of having the, the type of intelligence that the man has themselves. Absolutely. And I do think, you know, with our... Oh, we didn't have anything funny to say about that. <laughs> oh, I had something funny to say. I was just trying to... That's because have... he was texting and not actually paying attention. I was just trying to have a moment of solace as, as our Lord Short speaks. And I don't mean to be so oh, hypercritical. Uh, I realize I'm mocking the Dakota Pipeline protesters and the sovereign hey, citizens. We, we I have don't... friends that are Dakota, so just... Yeah, no, no, no. That's what I'm saying is I believe that. I believe the sovereign citizen movement and the the feels behind it and wanting to want yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. just saying it's not something I would do because at the end of the day, I don't believe it's actually enforceable. I don't believe a cop's actually going to stand down and let me drive away from a traffic stop because I don't have a license plate. Like I know to get through my daily life, to not get thrown in a prison and have my kids go to CPS, that I have to bend over backwards and pay these licenses to drive on the road. It's not what I want to do. I love the sovereign citizen idea, but I don't think it's something you can live by. And I don't mean to chastise them to the point of saying you shouldn't be doing that. I just don't think you can actually live your life that way. We will live under as much tyranny as we put up with. And that's a famous quote from one of our founding fathers. But, well, well, and at a certain level, if if we are not 
all on the same page in that level, then we're going to continue to suffer the abuses that happened to us versus yeah. whether we actually lived in the freedom that we're talking about and yeah. all fighting for. Yeah. And, and I agree. And, and the amount of tyranny that we live under in conjunction with sovereign citizen people is this. All they have is dialogue. All they have is talk. You cannot obtain freedom from dialogue alone. If the sovereign citizen movement was, let's create a large army so that we can stand our ground and claim the the panhandle of Texas as a sovereign area and defend it, then that is something that has an end purpose, and end result that is taking it back. But me just going, I'm free, as they you get handcuffed, isn't isn't going to do it. As you can talk all day long till you're blue in the face, it's not going to make you free. Until the only way we're going to realize true personal individual freedom is when we start pulling triggers. I've had a little bit of experience in this and dealing with uh, sovereign citizen movements and actually going through courts. You you guys know that I've gone through a few of my court cases uh, without lawyers and actually attacking this at a problem. Now, I didn't go in there as a sovereign citizen and trying to tell the judge what he needed to do, but I play a chess game with them and understanding my rights and using some of those tactics, right? We are not going to get anywhere that day by doing that. But there has been a movement for a while of people who are going after the courts and doing their court cases pro se. And even on a certain level, we are ourselves, the 3% of the 3% who have gone out to the 0.09% confront the 0.09%. Okay. To confront the, the authorities on certain levels of the BLM uh, in Temple, in San Antonio, in Dallas, uh, on multiple occasions, in Waco, on several occasions. And your walk talks and your talk talks, but your walk talks more, actions speak louder than words. And by actually going out there and being part of the 3%, we have seen for ourselves how walking on the land as men actually does change things. But yes, if you don't have actions and only have words, then you're going to have problems. You're going to deal with that on the side of the road. And I I wholeheartedly understand and know and believe and trust that the sovereign movement does help in courts in some instances when you can speak their language, when you can work around their laws and their rules that they made up for their game. But that's not going to complete us to freedom because all it takes is them going, oh, well, now we'd like to change the rules of the game a little. And it's a snap of a finger. It's a sign of a pen. And all of the programs and the workings towards you need to say this and this when he says that and then this will do that situation is completely no longer valid. It's now they've changed a lot to mean this and do that. And there's not that loophole. It takes half of a, a calorie of a person to sign their, their signature on a new bill to, to void decades and generations and entire lifetimes of energy working towards figuring out how to get around a law and live somewhat free. So I, d- I just don't see that as being the way to real like complete freedom. Well, this is the whole problem with the court system of judges and people love to talk about juries and all this. But at the end of the day, you're relying upon someone's feelings, someone's how they're doing that day. If you have a judge deciding your case, maybe he woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Maybe he's getting a divorce. Maybe his, yeah, his wife, wife of 30 years haven't give, hasn't given him a BJ. We yeah. don't know why he's well, pissed she's off. fucking the gardener. That's why. Yeah. yeah. And, and so Obviously. here's the problem with that type That's of no justice system. <laughs> 
<laughs> Here's yeah. the problem with that type of justice system is no true justice can really happen because everybody wants it to stay that way because they think when it's their turn to go up against the jury or their turn to go up against the judge, they'll have this special story that'll give them a little less prison time. But what it should be is if you want to have a, a society like we have, if you're found guilty for this law, you serve this amount of time in prison because mm-hmm. anything other than that, where you give anyone any amount of judgment on the actual punishment, then it's just ripe for favoritism. It's ripe for the poor to be abused. It's ripe for people that don't have connections to be thrown are in you, prison for half of their damn life you, when a guy who was punished or who was committed to the exact same crime will just get probation. So you you just justified mandatory, mandatory minimum sentences. Sentences. Minimum yeah. sentences. If I said if you're going to live in this sort of society, right? I'm not justifying that at all. So the the guy that that's bound with a joint goes to prison for 300 years because uh, drug dealers. If you're living have pot. in a bullshit dictator system where you go to jail for victimless crimes, I'm saying at the end of the day, it's never going to be fair unless you have a punishment for a crime. If you have a that's judge who can fair just because decide, there are some reasons that people did kind of do something but it wasn't really okay, as bad maybe, because but of more often than not it's this guy has a really good lawyer right. this guy has a hundred thousand dollars right. to spend in the courtroom but see the, the whole system should not work uh, off of well we shouldn't put people in prison for victimless crimes right but say a, a actual victim crime but say say manslaughter or something but it was kind of an accidental thing that did this and like there should be a way for the judge to say look i i know you really didn't intend for this to happen but that wheel broke off of your car and then this happened and that and then so like but people a are years. so corrupt and so just wishy-washy no so let's say I, you're yeah, up for yeah, manslaughter no. right, right. and this judge is deciding your punishment right. you have no idea if you have manslaughter because it's a DWI charge. Mm-hmm. You have no idea if his son died in a DWI and he's going to give you 50 years or yeah. he's an undercover drunk and he feels your pain and he's going to give you probation. You don't know. Right. And how is that any, have any sort of fairness at all? Oh, I mean, it's, it's not going to be fair for I'm everyone. I'm saying that's worse no than a mandatory sentence. So I'm saying the whole legal system of this decision based politics of a right. jury or a judge no it's I, I horrible right it's well, horrible and people look at it like well the, oh well i want that because maybe well, my story has I, enough I ways dis- to give me i disagree less time. because the, the jury side of it actually allows for jury nullification which we have friends that that doesn't that, happen it actually it, does it, it does happen it does happen quite a bit and the ability to have a jury trial and let's say you know you have to pull a gun on somebody you have to do something on the street i'd rather I'd rather answer to 12 people than I would to that one on that street that night and have a possibility of being set free afterwards. There's there's a way to have that done. But, yes, having a judge who wears a dress and sits in the captain chair in the, in the admiralty court deciding your fate for the future, that is something that I don't want to have to deal with because, yes, they might be biased towards you because you're a white male or because you're a black male or because you're an immigrant or because you're a chick with a dick. There's one way or another that they are going to look at you in, in biasness. But that also brings up something else that I was thinking about that happened through the Texas legislature this week, where they are now going to give people the ability to get out of their piracy tickets or other things if they, if they don't have enough money. And instead of being jailed for debtor's court now, 
they're going to give people a chance to work it off or find another way to do that. They're they're so no longer in prison, Texas. Debtors work camp prison. They're in the. They're they're yeah. working towards getting out of charging people so, money that they can't pay and putting them in jail for it. So backtracking just a little. Uh, so here's just a typical article. You can put you can put in uh, jury notification and see all of these different type of court cases. Uh, there was actually one in New Hampshire uh, recently. Uh, well. I'll tell you that in a second. So there was one, say, here's one from 2012. Doug Darrell acquitted of marijuana charges through jury nullification in New Hampshire. Uh, he was a Rastafarian that was facing felony marijuana cultivation charges and was declared not guilty on Friday because of jury believed that punishing him for the offense would be unjust. So he got to walk on this. He was growing pot. There was there was National Guard helicopters over his property that, that found... Uh, they spent a lot of money. The, the 15 marijuana plants, blah, 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 blah. Um, and he got to walk free. So, but you, for every one of those, they, there's a hundred brothers well, serving twenty years for a joint. Well, well, jury nullification has been really big for many years. This is a 2012 article there in New Hampshire. So recently, just uh, last year, there was actually one of their representatives that was caught selling marijuana at the state house. At the state house? <laughs> wow. Yes. <laughs> the DA refused to even take him to court. Because of, and he commented because of jury nullification. They knew that none of the charges would stick in New Hampshire because of so much education from about jury nullification and it being connected with marijuana that it wouldn't stick and they weren't going to spend their money on it. I've heard about that, but you know what's going to happen because of it? They're already make talking. It legal? No, <laughs> they're already talking about because of the pop- popularity of jury nullification, yeah, changing the rules of the game. Yeah. Again. yeah, what they want to do now is sure you'll get your jury trial that will tell if you're innocent or guilty. Uh-huh. But nowhere in the Constitution does it say the jury has to choose the punishment. So what they're doing is having well, the never jury chose, pick chose the punishment. Pick you know guilty or this that or. Uh, give their suggestion to the court and then the judge will actually decide the I punishment the, ultimately. Well, I this has happened the with the Bundys and some of that in some cases. This is it just depends. The jury can select punishment. This has happened with the Bundys in a recent court case where they went through what was going on. Um, you know, from the wild wildlife refuge in Oregon, they were all acquitted. And then now it's come back to Nevada and they had a, a juror or two that actually held out on them. I think it was almost 40% of them actually held out. Hmm. The judge declared a mistrial and is sending them back to trial. So on one, on one level, the, the trial already helped them with jury nullification, but the judge himself, and yes, decided, well, it's a mistrial and we're going to take you guys back to trial. They're still in jail. They're still dealing with the same deal they were doing. They didn't hurt anybody. You know, even Pete Santilli is a journalist and never carried a gun never pointed anything at the, at the government and now he's still dealing with the same issues because of a mistrial with jury nullification. Yeah. I guess I just I see these outliers and these cases that are positive here and there but ultimately you step like I said you step on enough toes and they will change the laws and they're still going to run the country the way they want to run it. Well, maybe until enough people are woke up. I mean, that's great. I mean, looking at your shirt right here, it says, those who make peaceful revolution impossible make violent revolution inevitable. Inevitable. And that's the thing. They keep stepping on everything we try to do to make these changes, and it will ultimately come to something violent. That sucks, but that's where it's getting pushed to. Eh, I kind of think that they are actually pushing the violent revolution because, uh, you know, the next step is to bring this into a communist-style um country and the easiest way to do that is through a violent revolution 
Uh, most countries that go through one usually end up in, in some form of government as that. So I kind of feel like that is the next step. That's what they're, I mean, you know, Homeland Security has bought millions of hollow point rounds and stored them away. There's some at buildings that I have been at recently <laughs> uh, inspecting, and I have seen these hollow point bullets stacked to the ceiling. Yeah, if now, you guys don't know, this, those stories are true because we have verified them. This is items that are against Geneva Convention to not be used in war. And Homeland Security is stockpiling them to use against the But they the said they're for people. target practice. You wouldn't use... Yeah, so they don't go through the targets You use far. hollow points for target practice. Yeah, maybe really? they're going to be target yeah. pressing on the American people. I always love spending twice as much for... <laughs> Half the ranges I go to say you have to use hollow points because no, they don't they, ricochet. No. Yes. no, they want yes. full brass. No, no, those ricochet. Uh, you go to a uh, lot of these with metal backings, you have to use nobody, hollow point. Nobody. Dove no. Creek, no, right next want, to my effing house, no. you have to use hollow point. No. You can get the cheaper range mm-hmm. ones. Mm-hmm. I swear to effing no, Christ. I don't believe you in one They day. want the full, You're smoking, full brass. No, because they ricochet. You're smoking rock. <laughs> Nope. I don't give a shit what you say. All right, so we're talking about these <laughs> we're, issues. We're going to have proof next show for this. I'll drive out to the damn range and take a picture of the sign in the front of the building should, that says hollow point only or soft tip. And you should. Okay. I shall. Right. I'm going to redirect the uh, the show to myself now. Since since you all want to talk to me about my anger, I'm just going to go ahead and you know accept this to yes, come give me the me rundown right of why you got in another <laughs> physical altercation because this i think this will lead into more things that we have to talk about that's coming up with um events and whatnot um so you accused me this week of having anger issues and violating the nap i said that it seems like you get in a lot of physical altercations <laughs> and Usually you blame it on someone else, but it kind of seems like you're the common denominator in these situations. <laughs> like the majority of people in day-to-day life don't get in physical altercations, and most people back away from confrontation, yet you always seem to find yourself in the middle of it. This well, is true. That's all I'm saying. That is true. I do, I do just, always tell my... things that make you go, hmm. I do always, <laughs> always tell my friends and my kids that you should... Um, the first way to win a fight is to walk away from one and, and to leave. Uh, because if you're in the hospital, you didn't win the fight. Even <laughs> if you won the fight, you're still in the hospital and paying for it. Uh, I don't know why I have a life that I see crazy things happen in front of me all the time. I could write books upon books of these things happening. Um, the Chronicles of Eskimo. I did. <laughs> I did have my my ass beat a lot growing up. I was uh, I had bullies beat me up all the time growing up. Until I got bigger and trained in some different things and learned to quit getting my ass beat and quit getting my nose bloodied. Um, there are certain things that really trigger me, too, being a father and being somebody who has had uh, close personal women relationships and whatnot. I don't like seeing women get hurt. I don't like seeing my kids get picked on or other children get picked on. If I see a car wreck or something, I'm the type of person that will stop. I'm not the kind of person that will drive on by and see what's going on. I, I've got first aid You don't training. just jump out and film with your iPhone? Well, sometimes I do. <laughs> yeah, it depends on how bad it is. If I'm like, I'm like, oh, I pulled Take you out of the burning car, and now your car's on fire, but you're safe, I'm going to film this shit Take right now. IPhone, make it last long. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get some hits on YouTube. Uh, no, but I was, at, I was down at the park this week, and uh, you guys know I hang out there on there all the time. It's right behind my house, and 
I had had a. I almost thought you were living there for a week or so. Every, I, I am. I'm living there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shh, it's my office. You know, with with, <laughs> with you know some some good drinking uh, evenings. You know, you I'm, can kind of move in. I'm paying the rent of the hill, but it's like a bedroom, and it's really boring staring at the white walls when I could be talking to the ducks and a lake and wind and mm-hmm. you know air and water and whatnot. And and you know the great things about being a guy is the world is your urinal. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, I go down there. I had a hard day, and uh, I was just kicking back in my car. I'm sorry. I mean, I was kicking mm. back on the side of the road, drinking a beer. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Not in a vehicle. And, uh, no, no, it was not. Because I had my phone on me like always, and I started hearing some commotion and whatnot, and I realized that somebody had a fire down there was having a fight. And it turned out to be like a group of about six, like 19, 20-year-old guys. And... Four or five of them were probably 115, 120 pounds soaking wet. And then there was like this 230-pound guy that was about as tall as me and bigger than me. And he was smashed, and he was drunk. And he so was he trying was to about hit, on your level, was, or right. you weren't there yet? He was trying to hit all of his friends. Huh? I'm t- go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> go, on, go on. So I tried to Facebook Live the fight, right? Because I'm like, oh, I'll get a bunch of hits off this fight going down on the lake <laughs> right now. <laughs> And uh, social hit, media horse. He hit a couple World of his Star! friends. <laughs> and then he spun around and like acted like he passed out or passed out and like fell face first in the grass. Nice. And we were like, okay, well the fight's over. So I quit recording. And then this other like 300 pound guy about my age came over and we're like, yeah, let's get him up and get him out of here before the cops come down here. And so we picked him up by his, by his shoulders and by his britches, by the back of his britches. And See, we why started, are you even touching this guy? Because his friends were asking us if we could help him get out of the park. Okay. So we start to put him in the car after walking him about 100, 150 yards up there, trying to help them out and whatnot. And all of a sudden, he wakes up and gets belligerent again and tries to punch me in the face. He, like, spins around, tries to punch me, and I, like, go Ma- backwards. Matrix kind of move out yeah, of try the and way. Yeah, try and get out of the way. Morpheus. And that, that big 300-pound wow. guy that was helping me carry him Grabbed him up by the shirt and the pants and spun him around, put him on the ground on his face and put his knee on his back while he's just like flailing and screaming and talking about how he's going to kill all of us and all this other stuff. And now... Why, why do friends hang out with bitch asses like this? At like, that point how does in time, he have friends? At that point in time, his friends were saying, we're never bringing him back to the park. Okay. So, so yes, right. they were they were doing that because he'd already tried to fight them too. Yeah. So they haven't known him long. So we were trying to calm him down and whatnot. And uh, at one point in time, he did tell me explicitly with his head spinning around in a circle like Poltergeist poltergeist, that he was going to come and kill me and my children and all my family. In which case, I put my foot on his uh, right cheek and smashed his face into the gravel and asked him what the fuck he said to me. I'm like, what the fuck did you say to me? You just say you're going to kill me and shit? Like you're not in the position to... To do this anymore you initiated violence because of some verbal cues okay well we'll take notes on this so far. okay okay this is also after one of the girls who he'd already tried to attack punched him in the jaw while he was down uh i think the guy actually originally initiated violence on a on everybody else yeah okay and we were trying to help him so get, what get we can out do of the whatever park. to him now okay mm, there was a 
self-defense. I'm just, I'm just following the story. I'm just yeah. following oh, the no, story. No, yeah, he no, was being, we work this out. He was being very violent. Could, and Could you please flesh this out for us? We yes. Need, we need flesh. All right. Need let's, some light. Let's get through, through this some, more quickly. Some fleshlight action here. So the big guy that was on top of him <laughs> ended up getting his hands behind his back I as if he was getting cut. all over my bike. <laughs> Ended up getting his hands behind him as if he was almost getting cuffed. Yeah. And had his wrist locked up. And then he asked me, like, will you help me get him in the car? And we yeah. talked to his friends while we had him down. And he's still moving around, screaming, trying to fight everybody, even though he's in a position where he can't do anything. I just think for Matt's birthday, we need to get him a couple pairs of handcuffs just to make make his life I, easier. I have some th- You've got a bag of zip ties. <laughs> I have some thumb cuffs and some zip tie cuffs, but those aren't usually used for situations like this. Not the pink fuzzy ones in your car. Mm, no, I, those don't get used for that. Those you can break really easily. You got to have real handcuffs. Oh, okay. yeah. So anyway, we the guy asked me to help get him up off the ground, and we talked to his friends, and we're like, we're going to put him in the truck. We're going to shove him in the front seat, close the door. You need to lock the doors, and then drive the fuck off, or else we're going to call the cops. Like, you know, we're we, not the we're not the kind of people want to call the cops. But at this point in time, I mean, I mean, and I wasn't saying I'm going to call the cops, but the other people were. Like at this point in time, we're either going to hurt him really bad, or he's going to have to end up getting locked up by somebody because he's so belligerent and whatnot. You know, we had a similar episode at the Alamo where we tried to remove somebody that was belligerently drunk and put them in their vehicle and tried to have the vehicle drive them somewhere, this and they leaped almost, out of that one too. This was almost the same kind of scenario. Yeah, it was because like, a, like this is like a uh, deja vu almost. Not, I guess not I just, missed that incident. Oh, so we he, so we he pulled that story. We, we pulled the guy off the once ground or twice. We pulled the guy off the ground and we shove him in the front seat, passenger seat of the car. And the driver was already in the truck and we're like, all right, as soon as we close the door, we're like forcing him in with his wrist back behind his behind his back and everything. Like as soon as we shove him in the car and close the door, lock this bitch and drive off. Like we don't want him here anymore. We're going to beat his ass if he does any more to us or anything else. The cops are going to come down here. Y'all are underage. Y'all are going to jail for drinking and shit. And they were of rage, so it wasn't it wasn't any big deal that I was fighting them or nothing, or that this was going on. We were just trying to prevent anybody from going to jail or anything from happening worse than it was. So we shove him in the car, we close the door, the driver takes off, he gets about 30, 40 yards away before this guy just opens the door and flops out on the pavement and like starts rolling. And you know this guy is not feeling anything because he's drunk and belligerent, and he's so angry that he doesn't even know what he's angry about. So it was a graceful kind of duck and roll out of the vehicle as as he... For a fat sp- bastard, it was pretty graceful. Yeah, <laughs> oh. I will have to say that. <laughs> oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> Not too shabby. Because he, he jumped up right away and like and like he put his hands on his side and just started going... And like starts running at Hold me. Like smart. Starts charging on me because we... Yeah, it was exactly like that. The closer he got to me, I kind of posted up and he screamed something at one of the girls that was there. I didn't know these people at all. He screamed something at one of them about how he's going to kill us, and then he came running down. You've been to the lake with me. He came running down through the sure. parking spaces there in front of the dumpsters, and with the lights behind him, I could tell that he had I, – I could only see, like, the, uh, silhouette of the, silhouette, the silhouette of him. I could tell he had a sharp object in his hand. And at that point in time – <laughs> it was way up in the air. They're, po- they're pointing sometimes. <laughs> it wasn't like one of those cops thing where he's like, "He's got a gun." <laughs> no, actually, and it, and it ended up being his wallet. Heard. Actually, I posted up and and got ready for him to come in, 
and when he came in, he threw his right hand, which I saw the sharp object in. It looked like a knife and ended up being a knife. I blocked it with my left arm and punched him straight in the teeth real hard. I just remembered where I put that beer that I was missing. <laughs> I think it's on the top so shelf. So didn't even fridge. drink it, and you were just like, no. I wasn't accusing it. I was oh, just asking were, out of oh, curiosity because oh, I thought I lost it. Okay, sorry. You it were just occurred to me. I don't know why. So I, Didn't he say that he drank it, though? No. Oh, oh, I okay, I misheard. I thought he said, oh, yeah. No, no, no. Okay. So I punched him in the teeth real hard, which made him like his head flop back. And then I grabbed him. He's bigger than me, but I grabbed him, picked him up like carpet roll, and... It's hard him, to pick up a carpet roll. Threw him over my right shoulder. He did carpeting for many a year. Ah. He's, he's used to this. And slammed his head into the concrete. Well, I, you know why this happened, right? Because, because I got myself involved with, shouldn't have. with... I got myself involved with a fight and shit that was going on down at the park. Yeah, well, you know... I should have just let him stab everybody while they were doing No, there. you, you yeah. know why, he, why he, he attacked you, right? It was because... He didn't see your Rocky Balboa training fight video. Because <laughs> obviously, had he seen the video, this wouldn't have happened. He would have known what he was in for, and things would have been cool. He'd be like, I'm cool, dude. No, I'm cool, man. I'm cool. So I'm cool, in man. a... Like, when he was charging me, his friends were like, he knows jujitsu," And I was like, all right, great. And I just still stood there waiting for him, for him to come at me. So I slammed him I slammed him backwards over my shoulder into the, into the ground. Yeah, I know crazy short. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But and being then, this, and then I ended up when I slammed him in the ground, he lost the knife. I tossed the knife away from him. I ended up putting him in rear naked choke and listening to him go <laughs> until I until I squeezed the the breath out of him. You're phrasing it as a good Samaritan type situation, but you put yourself in a lot of danger. Or you know, like if you wouldn't have gotten involved, would he have beat all his friends' asses at that time? Would someone have gone to the hospital or been worse for wear? I think he was that irate and out of his mind that, yeah, he was going to. Because he started trying to attack people that weren't in his group, which was two guys and a couple girls with a baby and stuff like that. And then he directed his his attention, his anger, at people who weren't with him and were trying to trying to do it that, that way. Because it kind of reminds so what, me of the open carry morons that try to defend like the bank getting robbed when they could have just stood back and let them walk away with the money. Uh, business is insured. Everyone's going to leave no worse yeah, for wear. And yet you instigated something. Well, that- if I think if, if a drunk person is threatening violence and is, is going and is very assuredly going to, and in trying to engage people in, in violence, then it, I mean, it's, it's completely up to you whether or not you're going to defend it. But see, I think the reason that a lot of people don't have this story that Matt comes with is at that point, um, this, Someone doesn't tell you, oh, I saw this guy getting getting stupid, so I stuck around and watched him beat up a bunch of people. The story is, I saw some guy getting stupid, so I left and went home. So that's why you only hear that story. Uh, had it been, I stuck around to see what was going to go on, then you would <clears throat> the story would have ended with, and this guy started, started punching people and, and getting violent and crazy, because that stuff happens all the time. The only difference is, is Matt stuck around to see what was happening, and it got out of hand, and he uh, stepped in. I guess and I he just didn't hear have these stories didn't more often from Matt. I know he right because I the average person got says, in a physical fight at the says, hippie farm. Yeah, he but, battled someone naked. And sure, well, I mean, he, you know, grown men wrestling naked. I mean, th- these stories have been out every there, Thursday. But, <laughs> and Sunday, yeah. Sunday, Sunday. Would you not? Would you like to know where? Uh, so, 
I'm not really, the kind of person think, that can step back and and watch somebody try to attack really some women that they don't know. Like it just must be when you hang because I just don't see people getting in it's, fights. It's not I I hang out. Well, and, I don't go I mean, hang, hang out at the in crazy places. Drunk, drunk yeah, I guess I guess late I just, at night. At the I'm late. old and go to bed at eight o'clock. I guess there that's my go. problem. And the last time go. I really got there in a hardcore go. fight like that, it's been probably well, a couple years. I mean, I mean, I think I would like to at least bring up. Let's look at the common denominator. Back in the day when I first moved to Dallas and I moved in with you, Phoenix. Oh. What happened every time when we went out to the Who bar? Was it? it was like I a would, couple times. Oh. I would get a beer and I would turn around for like, I, I would be trying to keep an eye on you. <laughs> and I would turn around to like get my beer off the bar. And by the time I could take a sip and turn around. Phoenix would be like, battle. Throwing your beer down and are like <laughs> fist first across the floor. Deck, you know, taking somebody out. That's because I was the angry drunk that Matthew had to put in his place. <laughs> so, so those people exist. I mean, but you were the you were always the one that came out ahead on that situation. In those situations, most of the time, most of the time. Uh, so just because I have my boys, I had yeah. my back. Right, right. <laughs> so all I gotta say is, people like you, ten years ago, exist. I guess Matt has a tendency to come across. I guess I'm used to the majority of people back away from confrontation pretty rapidly. And they do. Which is why I get away with being an asshole. I actually didn't want to hurt anybody in this situation (laughs) at all, or else I would have used my fist and I would have pounded somebody's face in. But in all actuality, I wanted... If you didn't want... I told told that to a couple people that were there there afterwards um, because one of them saw my tattoos while we were wrestling around and I was trying to choke him out. Were you naked again? no, this my is another shirt, adult shirt, male naked you wrestling. Have tattoos? No, my shirt got pulled up. Oh, oh. <clears throat> what tattoos do you have? Uh, namely, like a, my don't kind of my don't tread on me tattoo. Right? Oh. I guess I've never seen them. You you you've seen this peace sign? Nice. Yeah, I have here. a peace sign on my right arm. I'm I'm not trying to be you out do? there hurting anybody. He's got the anybody. forearm tattoo nonsense. Oh, I am so unobservant. I've never noticed wow. that. Phoenix is a married man. He's not trying to check me out. For that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I, you know, it's usually those no, guys, not my, guys that not kind of get bored and, you know. Had I wanted to hurt this guy, I would have punched him in the throat. I would have driven his nose into his face. And yeah, and I put some thumbs in the eyeballs. I would have I mean, stuck my eyes obviously. in his, I would have stuck my fingers in his eyeballs. Yeah. yeah. You take away hurts. their ability to breathe, their ability to see, and yeah. you win the fight very quickly. And I know that. Okay, so I'll admit. I did. I did do a dirty trick during the fight. No, um, no. See, I think because that's a street out, fight. No, I, there's no well, dirty the, tricks in a fight. Well, I got well, the hair pull is. I got. I got behind him. Not if you're losing. After dropping <laughs> him on the ground and dropping <laughs> him on his head, I got one leg over him this way, and I couldn't get my other leg around. I got one arm in, like doggy but, style. But he had no going reverse, for a rear naked choke. Cowboy. Oh yeah. Reverse cowgirl is good. Yeah, it it is definitely. But he, ladies, he sunk his chin into my oh, elbow, great. and I couldn't get my arm around his neck. And so, with my free hand, your chin was in his elbow. His chin was in my elbow, like this. Oh, okay. okay. And I couldn't get my arm around his neck because he sunk his chin down. I don't to think his they chest. can see that very well. From That's the, a the good jiu-jitsu That's why I'm trying right to there. explain it. <laughs> so I was trying to get the second hand around to to get the full grasp of the rear naked choke, but. He obviously may have known some jujitsu, and he put his chin down to his chest, and I couldn't get my arm underneath his chin to get the choke. So it being a street fight and all, I did grab his hair, and I yanked his fucking head back so I could get my elbow up underneath his chin and get around his throat. And then nice. I got the choke hold in, and I I took his breath from him. Good. See, I don't buy any of that shit that there's rules in fighting. 
Yeah. If you're fighting, you're fighting. It's the, like, well, the at that point Geneva in time, convention. at yeah. that point in time, yeah. he had pulled that. a knife on me, yeah. and yeah. instead of like beating his face in, I'm gonna take his win from him because he's bigger than me, and I don't really don't want to get punched by him. So I went for the, the grappling. Move. Quote Eminem here and say, "I don't wrestle. I'll knock your ass out." <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, I was still being nice in the middle of being angry and fighting. Just the whole concept of war thing just kind of seems like one of those another one of those situations like our our court system where they say. Oh, there's rules, and you have to to yeah. abide by these rules. And then America turns around and violates every single one. You can only they've got more guns and more yeah. steel cages. You can only slaughter millions of our infantry uh, peons <laughs> if you don't use chemical warfare. Yeah, you no, can shoot them in the head. You can shoot them in the yeah, gut. No whatever. hollow points because then if you only injure them, it's harder to sew them up. Mm-hmm. So you know, I want you to murder them more efficiently, for sure. Silliness, yeah, it's nonsense. So, um, I think that you did the appropriate thing in the situation, which was to not uh, break bones and to to stomp his knee or his face into a curb. You I know, did grind did. his face into the gravel for a minute, and well, then I, and then I know, stopped that. But know, he threatened me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't comply immunity. It's fine. <laughs> so, you know, but what you did, you know, you incapacitated a large strong individual the best you could with the least amount of damage in a in a situation where he was being violent so i think the dc court rules that this was not a violation of the nap all right cool i guess so please move on in two weeks we'll readdress the next one (laughs) in two weeks Uh, (laughs) in two weeks we're going to be addressing another one and that's why I wanted to start with that story oh, before, shit. before we got into this mm. next one. Okay. What's um, going down? A couple. I hope y'all all have a little more time with your drive time because this show is going to take a little. <laughs> we've off. already gone over our normal time, and we've got like we haven't covered anything. We've got a yet. bunch to, I, I know. to talk about. <laughs> um, a couple of days ago, earlier this week, I got some messages from some people uh, that Texas Antifa was joining a ten city day of rage on June the tenth. And they are targeting Austin, Texas and Houston, Texas. Notably, the Sam Houston uh, monuments that are in Houston, uh, a a city that's named after Sam Houston, from what he did. Now, from what I understand, Sam Houston was a slave owner. He was in that day and time period where people uh, had slaves, but he paid his slaves. He paid them a daily wage for their work. He educated them. And then once they were educated him, or once they were educated, he set them free. So these people are now coming and trying to do what they did in New Orleans. Sounds like you're rationalizing slavery. I'm I'm not. I'm trying to give... Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah. In those days and times, he was was above and beyond other slave owners and what was going on. He educated... I don't like sober Matt. He can't take a joke as well as, as drunk Matt. That's he's very I'm feeling pretty good buzzed, but feels, we've been well. I mean, Scotch Matt, because you know he he can take. No. He just rolls with the, the punches. Yeah. yeah, 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 for sure, for sure, for sure. I do. I roll with punches very well. I get beat up on my whole life, you fuckers. I re- I would really like to go down to the uh, shooting gun UFC style MMA uh, place in Vegas, so you and I can go at it once, shooting guns at each other. So Antifa said they were going to start this deal. I want to be on Matt's team. Houston, Texas. (laughs) And they're going to start taking down Texas heritage and Texas history. And, oh, man. A lot of this is going to the country. But they did it in New Orleans, and there's no more racism there because they took down statues, remember? Yes. yes, I mean, obviously, racism just ended. 
that easy. So what are they planning on doing? They're going to go march around these statues because no decisions have been made. Are they just going to march around and tell the representatives that the statue of Sam Houston out on I-45 should be brought down? Well, they're going for the one that's in Houston right now. It's been there for 90-plus years. Um, and from the best I can tell at this point in time, they are watching us plan and make our plans. They said that uh, Texas and 3 percenters would not have enough time to have three weeks to – bring everything together in Houston. It makes me think that they're trying to distract from Houston and actually do something in Austin at the same time. So our brothers and sisters in Austin, be weary that there is also a plan to happen uh, from, for some of these things to happen in Austin on the 10th. Um, but I've been talking to guys from all across the country. We've got guys coming in from out of state. We've got people coming from all across Texas. And for these people to think that we can't bring people together within a couple of days, being the minimum when they are, Minutemen, the way that we are, and the rallies that we've held before is ridiculous in my mind. But they're also planning on starting in four or five different positions, even in Houston, and trying to bring this to the crowd. So we're making plans right now to go down to Houston on June 10th and do another epic riot shield event and stand with other people from across Texas to try and stop people from destroying our heritage. What do you guys think about that? I mean, this is my something only, I've been working on here. My only worry with the Houston event is we have the federalized Obama appointee to the uh, Homeland Security Police Chief of Houston now, Art Acevedo, and this is his his home turf, and he will sit there and let all these little Antifa scums do whatever they want to do, throw rocks at us, throw poles and gas and whatever they can throw out, whatever they can muster, and the second you do anything and the second you respond is going to give him the authority and give him the initiative to lock your asses in jail. And these little Antifa mofos are going to walk away scot-free. That's my only worry about fighting them in Houston. Because that is the MO of right of most of these incidents. You know, you look at all the way back to the uh, the South L.A. riots. They, they let it get – they were ordered to stand down and let it get out of hand so that they then could come in and have the people beg for the security and beg for the police state. Until the, until the Vietnamese that. shop owners were standing on top of their shops with yep. AR-15s and keeping people away from their deal. That, and that's what we really take from any of that is you have to protect your own. Because yes, they're going to stand did, down. But it didn't stop uh, the police from taking that power, from, from taking more freedoms and liberties away. And in California, they don't have the gun rights we have. Here and in Houston Texas. is right. no, but but this is an ongoing, uh, normal yeah. mo for most police departments, and we've seen this across the country. Well, the reason it's happening in blue areas like Houston and Austin, they're doing it on their home turf. Right, they're not coming over exactly. to Fort Worth and messing with us because they know the cops are going to be more. Oh shit. <laughs> My microphone just fell. Well, the, your you know, microphone just went limp. <laughs> well, but so they're down at the Capitol, though. The DPS guys are pretty much dicks. And if they tried to get on Capitol grounds and do any of that shit, it would be shut down pretty quick, I would assume. Yeah. Um, unless if it and if it doesn't, then it is going to be a very true telling sign uh, of it being a larger plan and Antifa really having the origins in the upper echelons that we know it does. Well, the the national guys that I talked to this week um, and doing my PR job, <laughs> I always like to make jokes about that. But the, seriously, the, the guys that I talked to across country are the ones who have been showing up with, uh, with guys that have shields and sticks and everything. 
they told me very much so that they have black guys and Hispanic guys within their groups, and they're trying to stop this commie um, retribution against the country and trying to get history taken down and changing society around us. And they love America to a certain extent. So this is where we're getting back to um, taking care of the situation at hand, also knowing that they're elitist funding and pushing this stuff on another level. Sometimes you have to take care of, of that immediate issue at hand. And that's one we're having to look at right now that's going on in Texas. Um, I do want to remind people um, that are going to the event uh, that we will have some uh, medics and triage and other items in place. Um, but um, I would like to remind people that, uh, that are going to be carrying the, the IFACs which I strongly encourage What's to, IFAX? to look into getting latex-free items and mark them with sky blue coloring, uh, if you can. Can we go ahead and run through what the that sounded what like the HPD has already said about the sticks being able to carry uh, guns? Um, basically, HPD already gave us a uh, what do you call it? A rules of engagement, right? That didn't even sound like English to me. I don't know what an IFX is. Why are we marking latex things blue? Explain it, it, any of that. Okay. An individual first aid kit okay. uh, is an IFAC that you would, you would bring with you. It's a personal kit that soldiers keep on them so when they're out in the field and have an injury and the medic gets to them, they have supplies for the necessary things. Okay. Um, you know, it's just a small kit with enough stuff to gotcha. take care of yourself. Gotcha. So when the medic's gone out and they've run out of supplies because they're not at a hospital and they show up. So we, we do have well-trained people that are going to be on site. We're going to have um, extraction teams and, and everything that's always at our events. You, you guys never really see this stuff, um, but you know, it comes into play. We've, we had several incidents at the BLM event where uh, medics were needed because mm -hmm. people had gone into athletic shock uh, and heat strokes and other things. And we were able to have those, those teams on hand and get people to, to, uh, a facility to take care of that and, and had the immediate necessary items to take care of that so they weren't dead on the spot. So uh, we're, we're seeing to it that it's going to be organized to have that stuff on site at this event, that organization to have uh, if people are, are involved. And what's marked blue? The IFACT. Um, oh, you marked the kit blue? Yes, with um, yeah. any type of uh, sky blue markings on it would help uh, and have latex-free um, oh. items. That may be a standard thing in the uh, militia movement or something. I've never heard of these terms. I'm just, I'm just I'm help, interested. helping. I'm just asking. Yeah, I'm just helping spread uh, information so that if you want to be helped out and you think you're going to get uh, an injury or get shot or whatever else, we'll have people there to to take care of all those situations. But you, it would help if you brought your own supplies. Nice. We've done that on quite a few occasions on the different events that we've done. <laughs> Matt Watson, after I just and said all this. Explained all this again to everybody. <laughs> no, go, go ahead. All of our events have always come off with zero problems. Am I wrong? You're not wrong. It's because we've had all of those issues already taken care of. We do a lot of planning behind the scenes and have a lot of uh, standby uh, security teams and medic teams uh, in place and standing there uh not seen and i think that's kind of uh part of the success that we have is because we spend endless hours working in a lot of this i think most of the events that i've been at whether i was filming or watching what was going on i can't tell you the interactions of some of the people in our own groups because i was watching uh, one of the famous pictures of our first march <laughs> is me 
and it looks like I'm waving, but I wasn't waving. Ah, uh, the day I met you. I was the I was the first person to point out the sniper on top of the roof. Right. I was like, what is that guy doing up there with a gun pointing at us? <laughs> yes. There, there's all situational temple. awareness with all these people. And yes, we're trying to make this as safe as possible because we're trying to um, protect our heritage while also going forward in freedom. But when we have other groups that say they're fighting for freedom and racial equality while bringing down um, what do you, segregation and other things happening within these groups, you have to still say, wait, that's not freedom. And I, yeah, you might be fighting the system, but you're not fighting the system. You're trying to now control it. There's a good reason to have these things set up the way they are. They have challenged us that we couldn't be set up in time. I think we're already ready, and we're two weeks out. We were ready before we were ready. but Yeah, we've been doing that for a couple of years. I, I kind of feel like it's a misdirection <laughs> that they're going to have a bigger event at Austin while, while yeah. they projected it to be Houston so that everybody shows up there. Well, I did um, talk to Austin my, last night. Yeah, and we will have some people there. And but I I think you know it's it's a couple hour trip if if it is early. I think you should just go to Austin and rock it out there. Houston's further. Austin's going to be a better place to do it. It's a better location. Everything in Houston sucks. That city should be pushed into the Gulf of Mexico. Well, as much humidity, you would think it's underwater yeah. uh, as it has. I've worked there for many years. <laughs> <laughs> it was miserable every moment. You know, but. I, no, I mean, I really love a town where, where you know, you, you're driving around with your AC on high, and when you park, and you get from the parking lot to the building, and you've already got ball sweat dripping <laughs> off of you, and, like, your shirt's soaked. Like, I love a town like that. It's great. It's, it's wonderful. We should preserve that. <laughs> We're working behind the scenes all the time to monitor these issues, and we love trolling the hell out of it. And that's also why kind of leaning towards voting for a politician. Well, I was just about to yeah, say that yeah. because I, I was kind of feeling bad because I say we're a user-based supported show sure, sure. where you have to go to patreon.com slash don't comply. Give us some or money don't, don't to help us continue. Rocks. Or you can go to don't comply.rocks yeah. either way. Uh, and to do that, we do that because we don't have to have commercials. Yeah. So I feel bad, but we are going to run a short commercial just because there is a special, a local politician who holds a special place in our heart. And, uh, I mean, I don't know I mean, what He's else. always been on the up and up. You know, he's he's always uh, been a, a man of principle and has has never, like... <laughs> but, <laughs> wait, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. No. Guys, I can't get this. No, try it again. Try wait, it, okay, try, try it again. again. <gasps> try it again with a straight face. All right, take a breath. Okay. <laughs> and that's... <laughs> This is a man who has always stood for principle and ethics and morals here in Texas. He is a man who has single-handedly put foots in doors. Because that's where they go. Vote Cora Watkins for a politician. Give him the parasitic political lifestyle he's used to. I feed the pigeons in the park three days a week, and on Thursdays, Corey comes down and helps me get pennies out of the fountain. And I keep 30%. I'm Corey Watkins, and I approve his message. Vote for me, because I can count to a potato. Corey Watkins for Potolitician.
feel honored and humbled by that message from Corey. No, I, yeah, I'm glad he came to the studio and, and helped uh, get that recorded and done. Yeah, sure. I think Corey's going to be a great politician. Oh, absolutely. It's I, right down his alley. Down, hands down. You know, I uh, you know, people kept thinking that I was saying something against him and that, you know, I thought he shouldn't have that position, but the opposite is true. I mean, I, it's I think a perfect job for him. You actually. tried to say, you said he steals money from people. And keeps it for himself. I and mean, it, what else do you want a politician it. to do? Yeah, is that not and then, the and most? then tells people what they want to hear? So that's, that's exactly the, what a politician does. Boom! Best endorsement of DC endorsement. Boom! He's going to make governor like that. Boom! Well, speaking of Texas politics, what's going down in Funky Town this week, Matthew? Ah, yeah. There is a great new law that we do not have passed with a signature from Abbott yet, but we do want that signature on that paper. Because what just happened this week in Texas is legitimately the most comprehensive freedom knife law in the country for any state that just passed the House and the Senate. And we do have a pro-Second Amendment governor who probably is going to sign this. And this new law is tits. You know why he, he's so pro-Second Amendment? Because he's handicapped. Because he can't run? Exactly. He can't so he has to stay and fight? Yeah, and guess what? Uh, he, he you know, it's I, a hard match wait, against. Uh, I almost posted this thing on Facebook this week. Speaking of Corey Watkins, that if if I gave a challenge to Governor Abbott to have a boxing match, he would probably box me from his wheelchair. <laughs> well, he's more of a man. Never mind. Never we're mind. Not, yeah, I I didn't post on my Facebook. Back to either. violence, yeah. Matthew. Back no, to let's, violence. Let's, let's go back to now. The he's life trying law. to fight cripples. Always with you. <laughs> trying to fight cripples <laughs> and drugs, fat guys. Come on. Now, yeah, handicap fights. Now, let's go back to the knife law. Special though. Olympics. Okay, okay. Murdoch, tell me the special things about this knife law and why this is comprehensively like the most free knife law in the country because it, today. It basically said. Ah, you got a sharp object? Cool. Wield it however you feel like it. So what was it before? I couldn't oh. have my... Uh, well, anything over five and a half inches. I couldn't go kung fu fighting with my Chinese stars? Before you were allowed to have a stiletto, a switchblade, a butterfly, a folding knife, or a fixed blade knife, as long no. as it was single-edged and under five and a half no. inches. No, no Murdoch's taking me to Spearmint Rhino. They're all rocking stilettos. Yeah, they are. So, so actually, the, the switchblades and other items like that and the butterfly knives were illegal up until... I mean, in my youth, they were illegal here. They, those right. finally became legal. Now, this law is really amazing. It's pretty much any knife, any style, any amount, uh, like double-edged uh, ninja swords. and, and Daggers, bowie knives, you know, machetes, katana, swords. Yeah. Uh, the actual The actual state. Spears? Knife, the Texas. Spears. Texas state. Holy no, no, shit. Hey, hey, I'm going to sh- start sh- sh- your carrying mouth. a spear. Sh- shut your cake hole. Listen. <laughs> listen. The Texas State knife, the Bowie knife, is now going to be legal to carry. Hell before, yeah! Before it was illegal to carry the state knife here in Texas. So now Bowie is no longer turning as much in his grave. <laughs> as much. And so uh, I don't care. I'm going to be Phoenix the spear chucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I don't th- I don't what? Th- there are so many jokes is in that, that comment. Is that right not there. okay to say? I don't think you could, well, what's wrong with that? It's, 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 uh, uh, I could be a spear trucker. Like, I'm taking it back. If, uh, but. <laughs> All right, Murdoch, go on. Go on. Uh, so really, there's only going to be a few prohibited places. They're not, there's not even going to be signs that they put up. There's not going to be this this whole like uh, licensed person doing this and 30-06-7 nonsense. There's just going to be a couple places you can't bring it everywhere else you're okay so you're going to be walk seeing guys with 
katanas on their backs walking through Walmart is essentially uh, if it, to, be, to be if fair it, with this after not, September 1st if you are in a double lot six double lot seven church school government building uh, a, uh, a sporting you, event an amusement park you will uh, still be regulated school, to your uh, folding five and a half inch the, blade the premises of a church which means you can run around out in the parking lot um, and not the congregation or, or the inner <laughs> workings of it but you you won't be able to carry your spear or your sword into one of these you know places and a fifty one percent is still going to be a prohibited place. But, but in the parks, down the road, in your house, boom, on your street, boom, in your neighborhood, boom, you can carry a spear, a sword, a Bowie knife. You can go camping with your Bowie knife now and not not seek reprisal you, from the government. You know, so the, political action actually resulted in a little freedom. I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to tell you what. Tom Jefferson. To 12 feet. Just Tom a Jeff- little bit. Just a little bit. Tom Jefferson and Rachel Malone, um, one of them is a sister organization to our gun rights group. Yes. And another one uh, is involved with Johnny Appleseed and other things which are, which are teaching women and abused women how to use weapons to protect themselves. They were very quiet about this law. Which is after the fact. Because if we had taught the women how to use the guns before, they wouldn't have been abused. And those guys would have been dead. And so it would have fixed the problem. Uh-huh. They were very quiet about passing this law through. It didn't get all the attention that the open carry of the Constitution. Yeah, I didn't hear much about it. And so they were able to actually get it through and get it voted on like five minutes in the last part of a session that it it was able to actually be voted upon. And um, <laughs> I think Governor Abbott's going to sign it, man. Yeah, absolutely. And... Definitely shout out to Tom Jefferson and Rachel Malone. Uh, these people spent endless hours down at the state house talking to shitty ass politicians that you know nobody cares about, and they spend their time doing this. Play so. some chess. <laughs> Play a little chess. Good people. Well, hell, we have a whole stack of topics God, that we did not even get to. We would love to get to uh, if Matthew would not have been assaulting drunk people, if Murdoch would not have been assaulting father-daughter relationships, like, then know. we could have got to so much more. <laughs> but uh, yeah, unfortunately, time. we've gone over our time and we're going to end it here. Don't forget, you can buy your Riot Shields on don'tcomply.com. You can go to don'tcomply.rocks to support us. I need you to do that. You got to help me out because I just... I need to get away from my house and hang out with these weird guys because <laughs> I have a house full of women yeah. that are driving me crazy and destroying my testosterone level. Uh, I think, are, they, are they making you effeminate? Are I you... think so. Well, the the problem was I already oh. grew up in a house full of women. Right. So uh, when I was a teenager Why did you look at your brother and into my 20s, because he moved out and left me alone <laughs> with <laughs> sisters and mom. Yeah, and I grew up thinking I liked musicals <laughs> and weird ass shit like that. But you like Grease and Gone with the Wind. That's the problem. <laughs> That's the problem. And, and Jesus Christ Superstar. Exactly. I, mean, I many, shouldn't like those things. I don't, I don't want to even... Tell the public and Matt how many times we've seen the movie Annie. That's or, a good movie. Or Gre- That's a good movie <laughs> or right Grease. there. Grease. <laughs> hard knock life. Hell, I, I, I even, okay. after the fact, went with my mom and saw a live version of Jesus Christ Superstar with the original Ooh. Judas. I did too, damn it. <laughs> I know. Also, uh, Phoenix brought me a bunch of tubs full of Dunk Apply shirts. Oh, yes. And oh. I am getting ready to... Probably do a few more, uh, you know, contests or something. I'm going to try and make them original. I want content back from our crowd. I want good questions because we are going to deal with our show and take on topics that you guys bring back to us. But I have six I'm gonna, cases full of free t-shirts. Yeah, I'm going to Matthew's going to be giving out. I'm, I'm going to like try and like 
bring in the the people and their ideas and try and throw shirts we at have them. For that. Brought, like, I want to know something. We got to get Tell him a shirt think cannon. About this show. Oh, we have brought the product to the man who will give to you. <laughs> <laughs> so you give to us idea, he give to you shirt. You touchy touchy Matthew and he give you t-shirt. We've actually got some new ones that I haven't even seen yet and I was opening up the dealer and I was like, yes, "Wow, sir. when the fuck did we make these shirts?" Yes, sir. We got to make some more of those. Yeah, that Matthew's was, rocking today. This has been a really popular shirt. I know you I guys know. made this a few years that ago. That was actually that the, very the first. That was yeah. the very first one. And I get more compliments off this shirt than I do the terrorist. And we didn't even brand it. I don't even. Oh, it, it does say don't riot comply on it. On it. I see. Yeah. It does. Of course and, it does. Yeah, and riot shields. See. So come down Why June. Why are we not making this? Come just, down June 10th to our event. I'm going to bring down a couple dozen shirts with me. I'm going to try and hand them out to people, oh, or unless we're in Austin because we're. We're tossing around mm. on what, what front we're going to fight things. Do in not Texas. go to Houston. But we're not going to we're not going to discuss that on the show too much because we're mm. dealing with that in the background. Mm. And we want Antifa to not know what's going on just as much we don't on the other side because we are playing chess, bitches. Thank you guys so much. Don't comply. Dot rocks. We will see you next week. And don't forget the way my nuts hang, my chain does the same. Let me tell you about a phrase I like to say Taxation is theft if you don't know you're a slave They'll take every last dollar that you made till you're in your grave Don't comply, don't comply, don't comply, don't comply